Welcome to Growing in the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is the third Sunday of Easter. Well, happy Easter. The Lord is risen. We're still celebrating the Easter season here in the church. And uh, just a reminder of what we've been going through. And we had the resurrection accounts all of Easter week. We just had Divine Mercy Sunday. And if, if you haven't had a chance to go to confession, I always encourage that to ask the Lord just to come into your heart even more. And this week our gospel comes from John 21, 1 through 19. And we see Thomas from last week. Remember last week Jesus comes in the upper room, but Thomas wasn't there. And he said, you know, unless I see, I will not believe. And the Lord allows him to put his fingers into the nail marks, his hand into his side. And he says, my Lord and my God. And this week we hear something simpler, something simple, more similar, if I could talk, something more simple, similar with Peter saying the same thing, it is the Lord. So as always, call upon the Holy Spirit, get out your Bible if you have a catechism, really go deeper into the Word. So as you come to Mass on Sunday, you come prepared, ready to lay it down for the Lord, to place everything on the altar, everything that holds you back, so that when the priest offers the body and blood to the Father of Jesus, you're offering your body and blood to the Father with the priest. So our gospel comes from John 21, 1-19, which begins with, At that time, Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Together were Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter said to him, I am going fishing. They said to him, We also will come with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. When it was already dawn, Jesus was standing there on the shore. But the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, have you caught anything to eat? They said, No. So he said to them, Cast the net over the right side of the boat and you will find something. So they cast it and were not able to pull it in because of the number of the fish. So the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tucked in his garment, for he was lightly clad, and jumped into the sea. The other disciples came into the boat, for they were not far from the shore, only about a hundred yards, dragging the net with the fish. When they climbed out on shore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some fish, some of the fish you just caught. So Simon Peter went over and dragged the net ashore full of 153 large fish. Even though there were many, so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to him, Come, have breakfast. And none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they realized it was the Lord. Jesus came over and took bread and gave it to them and in like manner the fish. This was now the third time Jesus was revealed to his disciples after being raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. 
He said to Simon Peter a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. Jesus said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that, the, that Jesus had said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Amen, amen, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. He said this signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he said this to him, he said, follow me. What a beautiful gospel. I'll just open a few things for you as you enter into this Sunday. And the Sea of Tiberias, just another name for that is the Sea of Galilee. So the, Jesus reveals himself for the third time. And to think the number three, always a number of perfection. And Simon Peter was with Thomas. And he's with, also with the sons of Zebedee. And John is one of the sons of Zebedee, which you can find in Matthew 10, 12. But just notice how they're going back to fishing. So the most popular fish was tilapias, which are now called, called Peter's fish. So you actually go to the Sea of Galilee, you can actually get those fish and eat them. But you know, they're frustrated. But yet Jesus is on the beach as the sun is rising. And think of the power of the resurrection. And he has asked, children, have you anything to eat? Do you have any fish? Have you caught anything? And they say no. And, and you and I have to ask ourselves that same thing. When we throw our nets out there to evangelize, to bring people, are we catching anything? I think one thing we have to be careful of as Catholic Christians is just to make sure that we're more concerned about the person next to us or walking into the church than we are about the physical church building. Very off-putting can it be for people when they come to church and no one seems to care about them, but they're more concerned about how oh, did, the, did the kneelers come down quietly? Is, 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 is everything perfect in the sanctuary? And those are all important things. But always to know that the, the Lord is more concerned about the people before him, even, on the gospel, even in our gospel today. And he's concerned, you know, have you had anything to eat? Have you caught anything? But John says to Peter, it is the Lord. And Peter hears and John is the first to recognize Jesus on the shore. And I, I think that what that means is because who, where was John's head at the Last Supper? It was upon the Lord's breast, upon his chest. And he says, it is the Lord. So he knew and recognized the Lord in that darkness that they were coming from. But as the sun comes up, they begin to recognize Jesus. And allegorically, St. Gregory the Great, he says the presence of Christ on land signifies the stability and peace of his resurrection life as distinct from the instability and commotion of mortal life mortal life still experienced by the disciples as they labor upon the waves of the sea and the water is always always a symbol of the world the wind blows and the, our boats get pushed around and we lose peace yet the lord calls them again wants to land. So even our first apostles made mistakes and they come to land. And the Lord is there with a charcoal fire 
with fish on it. Now this is very important for you and I to recognize. The charcoal fire is also seen in John 18, 18. For Peter denied the Lord three times in front of a fire. So when the Jesus calls him back to the fire, there's a lot of symbolism happening here saying we have to repent and we have to go to those areas of deep denial. So when Jesus is asking Peter to bring some fish, he's also calling them to conversion, a full conversion. And Peter brings a large fish. And why 153 fish? Well, the number of fish hauled ashore is symbolic. So St. Jerome claims that Greek zoologists had identified 153 different kinds of fish at that time. So if this is the background, the episode anticipates how the apostles called to be fishers of men, which you can find in Matthew 4.19. They will gather, gather believers from every nation into the church, which you can find in Matthew, Matthew 28.18-20. Go forth and make disciples of all nations. And Jesus says, you know, they won't ask him, who are you? Because they knew. And it's not a head knowledge, it's a heart knowledge. They know it's the Lord. So Jesus took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. And the breakfast recalls the feeding of the 5,000, which happened right on the Sea of Galilee in Matthew 6, 1 through 14. So these are the only two meals in the Gospel of John, eaten beside the Sea of Galilee, and the other two where bread and fish were served. So there's a lot of, the Lord's really doing a lot of things. He's not doing anything new. He's saying, don't forget what the heck I did here. Now it's the third time that the Lord appears in the individual encounters, like the one in John 20, 16, which we heard about last week, are not included in this numbering. And when, the, when they had finished the breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, do you love me more than these? So three times Peter reaffirms his love for Jesus as personal restitution for these times he denied Jesus. But the Greek dialogue uses two nouns for that are used for sheep and two different verbs that are used for feed, know, and love. So for the word love, the Lord uses the words agape, which is a willing love which is a sacrificial love. So when Jesus says, do you love me? And Peter says, Lord, you know that I love you. He gives him an answer of friendly affection known as filio love, which is used in all of Peter's responses. An intended distinction between these terms would indicate that Jesus, desirous of complete and heroic love from Peter, was willing by the end of the conversation to settle for his friendship. But do you love me more than these? So Peter is challenged to live up to his own words, since he earlier declared that even if the other disciples should fall away from Christ, his commitment would never falter. See Matthew twenty six thirty three. He says, feed my lambs. And Jesus entrusts Peter the task of shepherding his flock. This supreme leadership position over the church gives him a unique share and authority of Christ as a chief shepherd. It's important to recognize that no tension exists in the mind of Peter or mind of Jesus between his role as the good shepherd and the delegation of pastoral authority. And even Vatican I in the late 1800s declared that this, in this episode,
Christ made Peter the visible head and chief pastor over the universal church. So you can see the document Pastor Eternos, chapter 1. And the threefold question addressed to Peter alone corresponds to the threefold denial. But in that, Jesus gives him charge over his flock. What about you? Where are you openly denying Jesus in your life? Spend some time with Jesus at the fire and really look into his eyes and his fire for you. Because you and I will be just like Peter. You know, we have times where, where we will deny the Lord, but the Lord says, you know, do you love me? And we have, to, we have to give him our best effort. Maybe right now all you can do is that filial love. And the Lord says, I want to transform that and raise that into the agape love, the sacrificial love. With Christ, all things are possible. And the Lord calls you from your boat today and every day to solid land so that you can go make fishers of men. A song I'm going to close with is called The Shore by Joe Zambone. And it talks about this exact gospel. Let it wash over your soul, over your ears, over your eyes, and spend time with the Lord with the difficult things. Because the Lord wants full and complete conversion so you can follow Him today and forever. May Almighty God bless you and your loved ones. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Disappear from the folds, no herds in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord God and look to the shore. It's the Lord.